That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today? Have you done your weekly review? And what's your inbox looking like? <laughs> uh, I did not prepare for that question. My inbox, I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. I feel uh, good. It's a nice, uh, been a nice post Thanksgiving week. Um, but my inbox, um, oh, geez. Oh, <laughs> it's so, I see some big number, but that was because of a search of stuff in the archives. Ooh, ouch. It's 306 messages. I call that post, um, holiday backsliding and I will, Resolve to nip that in the bud by next podcast. Um, and as far as weekly review, I um, I am still in the middle of it. I have I had a couple of ideas of how I want to um, trick out OmniFocus for myself, and so I'm sort of working on both levels of uh, getting things done and fixing up the getting things done system for myself. Awesome. And I've been doing all right. I managed this week to focus on my inboxes. So my I am currently at inbox zero. Mm. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. We need that sound effect. That's right. <laughs> or we just have but to that... keep, keep making it ourselves. <laughs> See, neither one of us put it on, into our trusted system, uh, create sound effect for inbox zero. All right, oh, I'm well. gonna. Do, I'm doing that right now. Okay. Create. That's the only way it's gonna happen. For <laughs> inbox zero. Yes, we need to capture. It is yes. now captured. Um, Excellent. And although I've managed to get down my inboxes to zero this past week, I haven't managed to get to a full weekly review. Um, mm-hmm. I've mainly been, on the other hand. There hasn't been a lot of change as to what should happen in what order. So I don't mm-hmm. feel too bad about it um, because I've been plugging through getting things done as opposed to revisiting the list, even though I pretty much know that the stuff I have in the order that I have it is pretty much what I would come up with even if I went through a full <laughs> review. So, um, yeah. Well, and based on some photos that you posted this week on our micro blog at theweeklyreview.fm, um, your highest priority was you were at Disneyland. <laughs> I was. It's it's my happy place. Um, I always loved seeing it all decked out for the holidays. Um, but I also did – I did take some time – one of the days I was there for a bit of the morning and did go through my – inboxes and did kind of a partial review um mm-hmm. and then it felt a lot better after that because i was like oh yes i'm i'm perfectly i can perfectly enjoy the day and i know that i've taken care of a few things i need to take care of um well that's the plan that's the whole point right exactly 
Um, and in fact, one of the things I was thinking maybe we would talk about this week is, I mean, a lot of our episodes focus on kind of the, like the nitty gritty of how you might process your email or what calendar app you might use. But all of this kind of getting these little things done is really in service of like, hopefully making your life better and more enjoyable. Um, it's not just about drudgery, I hope. <laughs> um, and uh, you had mentioned before the show that uh, that you have kind of a larger thing planned for um, the middle of next year. And I thought maybe we would talk about that. That sounds great. I would love to talk about it. I haven't really not told anybody about this plan except for my immediate family because, you know, eventually you have to tell them if you have a big plan to be somewhere where you're not usually uh, for a largish amount of time. That's true. So, and now you can tell your podcast family. I can tell my podcast family. Um, and you, James, you were definitely at the top of my list to uh, share my uh, my plan with. And when you asked about long-term projects, I was like, well, I've got one. I mean, I didn't know if you meant like retire early. That's I do not want to talk about that. But <laughs> I do want to talk about what I'm doing next summer. Sure. And I told you I'm going somewhere I've never been before. And I told you already that it's to, I will be um, taking language courses while I'm there. So presumably it's not English. Um, I think my English is pretty good. Um, and and then I mentioned that when I told my sister and brother-in-law my plan, I made them do 20 questions to guess where I was going. And my sister is very good at 20 questions, and she did guess. So, James, I'm throwing down the gauntlet. How many questions <laughs> do you need well, let's to see. figure out where I'm going? Well, question number one, um, is it somewhere in Europe? Yes. Okay. Question number two, does the language use the Latin alphabet? It does. Okay. Question number three, is it somewhere shaped like a boot? <laughs> no, it is not shaped like a boot. <laughs> Question number four. This is a language... No, that's not even a good question. <laughs> I retract that half a question. Okay. I'll, I'll give you back half a question then. Uh, question number four is, is this a language you speak a little bit of now? No, it is not. Question number five. Is it on an, a peninsula? Um... No, it is not on a peninsula. Hmm. Question number six. Is it Belgium? No, it is not Belgium. That was a good guess. <laughs> I mean, like, so far, I'm like thinking, yes, that's true. Um, Europe is very big. Don't forget. This country is in the EU, but not... Uh, Hasn't always been in the EU, so shall we say? Yeah, I. Hmm. I'm going to give up. 
okay, that's fine. It's <laughs> that's what I expected with my sister and brother in law because when you hear the answer, I thought nobody will guess this, not even in twenty questions. The answer is Slovenia. Slovenia. Hmm. One excuse for not guessing the country is the the Latin alphabet threw me off completely. <laughs> yeah, it it's totally okay. I I mean, I uh, I think that when you asked that, I thought, oh, it is Latin, but it's that's gonna that's gonna lead you down a, a different path, and uh, because you you know, yes. who knew? I didn't know about Slovenian until I started looking into it. And um, they use the Latin alphabet. They have a lot of um, diacritical marks, or not a lot, but they have diacritical marks. But it is a Slavic language, but it doesn't use Cyrillic. Um, ah. And yes, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, my brain excluded entire portions of the continent um, based on that question and did so yeah. erroneously. Yeah. <laughs> but well, but now we've no, all learned something. <laughs> we have learned something, and uh, yeah, I would say my sister she she pulled out a map, and that was kind of cheating. So, um, so let's not give her any points either. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, a lot of countries use the Latin alphabet in Eastern Europe. Um, so that. And I'm actually, that's the only thing I don't like about it is that I do enjoy the Cyrillic language. <laughs> I mean, I do enjoy the Cyrillic alphabet. Um, I studied Russian for many years, and um, I just recently started to become intrigued by Slovenia. Um, and it's actually through podcasting. <laughs> I did uh, get introduced to a Slovenian podcaster named Anshe who is um, Andrzej Tomic, who he, um, he was, had done a little like tech video podcast with um, some other Slovenians, and he had put a, posted a link to it in the Slack. He's, Andrzej's uh, often on the Incomparable Network. And uh, I, wa I ended up watching this YouTube video, and I was like, I couldn't stop watching it, even though they were speaking Slovenian. And I thought, I like listening to people speak foreign languages. I like learning them, and I like traveling. And Slovenia is like, it, it's right near Italy, Austria, Hungary. Um, it's very the very north part of what was formerly Yugoslavia. So, mm -hmm. so I get to be in the Europe that I'm a little more familiar with, because uh, I did study in Germany, um, and, and I have you know, been in France, but I get to study a language that's Slavic. And I have missed that. I realize I miss learning something new. I'm, I'm really into learning foreign languages. And it's been a while since I've learned a new one. Um, there was also um, a conference there in the capital city of Slovenia called, uh, which is called Ljubljana. And uh, the conference was the Polyglot Conference. And I knew about that uh, by way of a friend of mine who is a uh, translator from Armenia. And I thought, that's really interesting. And that reminds me, I would go, love to go to a conference for polyglots. Whatever they do, I want to know what they're doing. So it just sort of the wheels got turning. And then I was looking at 
my my funds saved for travel and my frequent flyer miles saved for travel and decided, okay, I think I want to make a go of this, uh, but only if I can study Slovenian while I'm there. <laughs> I don't want to just hang out and drink beer in Ljubljana. So there is a course in July, and that's what I'll be doing. Oh, fantastic. Um, how long mm. is it for? This, it's like, you know, four weeks. It's short. Um, it's three hours a day in the morning, and there's optional afternoon classes, but I didn't sign up for those because I think I'll be wanting to do other things while I'm there. Um, <laughs> and um, I think three hours of Slovenian every day, plus living there in the capital city, will be lots of Slovenian. So That makes a yes, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, it's very weird thing, like, because, of course, part of me is like, what is the point of studying Slovenian? <laughs> right? And there is no point, And that's what makes it actually more fun to do something just for the pure fun of learning. And I feel like it's been a while since I've done something like that. And um, I'm also hoping while I'm there, I have an idea about trying to put together a workshop for podcasting um, to teach people how to podcast because that's one of my new uh, interests. As you know, I've been um, offering, you know, to run workshops on making short podcasts and making podcasting doable for people who think they can't do it. Because mm-hmm. look at us, we're doing it. I know. <laughs> anyway, so, but yes, it's a big project. Um, and I've just started to put it into OmniFocus, and and I'm that's one of the reasons I'm having a little trouble is because there's a lot of little moving parts and sort of bigger issues um, to figure out. But um, I can say that I'm happy. You know, I made this plan to have money in the bank to do something like this, um, and that that plan you know dates back years ago and that just you know making sure to to keep um keep plugging away uh, you know budgeting i was thinking about this lately too budgeting is like time management you know it's just money management mm-hmm. but money and time and time and, and money they're the same thing we already know that so uh by chipping away a little bit every you know, month or every week or whatever at a goal, um, eventually you reach it. And I'm much better at the chipping away at the budget goals than I seem to be at the uh, <laughs> the task management goals. But uh, yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, this kind of long-term thinking about how things fit in, you know, there's going to be a lot of little things that you were mentioning at the beginning, like email, um, like, you know, making sure the bills are paid, that stuff has to be rock solid, nailed down for me to leave my usual place of business and go somewhere where who knows, you know, what the, I mean, it's way better than it used to be in terms of being able to communicate globally, but still, you know, 
will the internet be good enough for what I want to do? Will I be able to reach people, you know, that kind of stuff if I need to? Also, I think one single project will be figure out what to do about my iPhone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I don't know if there's any one silver bullet for for international travel and iPhones, but I need to figure that out. Yeah, I. that's true. I need to figure that out. Um, oh, yes. You, you too are traveling internationally, I understand, from reading your your uh, social media feed. Yes, I was invited to um, speak at Dot Swift in Paris at the end of uh, January. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and that invitation, yeah, that is a relatively new thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that very much. But I just realized that I don't know that I've been to Europe since I've had an iPhone. Mm. But that's not true. I did. I was in... You were in the UK, I right? was in the UK. Um, but for the life of me, even though it was just a few years ago, I, I couldn't tell you what I did. Um, mm. I, I'm pretty sure I had a data plan. I don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> So I'll did need you, to figure so that all out again. <laughs> I was going to say, did you capture that question in your uh, .swift project? Do you have a .swift project yet? Um, I do have a .swift project, but it's not that far along. Okay. Um, it, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that'll be, that'll be in there, um, as well as just... So I already have my passport. I already have some things ready. I need a talk, mm-hmm. you know, something to talk oh, yeah. about. <laughs> a talk. Little thing. It's a long flight. You can you can make that up on the plane. No. I <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Would rather be a little more prepared than that. Um, yes. But yeah, and um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to to that. And it uh, it's not something that's been on the books for like months upon months. So it also uh, is just a uh, uh, lucky happenstance that the dates happen to work out. And um, mm-hmm. um, so I definitely need to do some additional planning. And since I'm going to be in Paris and I'm such a Disney fan, I mm-hmm. may have to oh, yeah. go to Disneyland Paris because um, I have not been there ever. And mm-hmm. um, it would be nice to. And then also see some of Paris as well. Um, But I have been to Paris on a couple of occasions before. So, um, you know, that big tower they have, I've I've seen it. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've seen it once, you've seen it. Yeah, you know, it it hasn't (laughs) grown any. It's So I probably don't have to see it again. But no, there's lots of wonderful stuff in Paris. Um, Yeah. And um, so, yeah, since it's it's uh, kind of coming together a little bit soon, uh, there's just a lot of planning to be done for it. Um, mm-hmm. And do you find when you're planning sort of a a big project like this trip, um, Sometimes I find that, like, for a big project, like when we do live near WWDC, 
mm-hmm. um, I find that a lot of project planning suddenly jumps out of OmniFocus and I have like a project plan that's a separate document. Uh, um, just because it is, I don't want to put it. I might occasionally put some to-do items on into OmniFocus, but in terms of just kind of tracking everything that's happening and needs to happen, um, I find having it as an external document, um, and I found that this past year is is very helpful. Um mm-hmm. Because then I found it easier to kind of um, slice and dice things um, where it's more focused around the event rather than Mm -hmm. me, if that makes any sense. Like OmniFocus is a bunch of stuff that I need to do. And then there's the waiting section, which is stuff where like I am waiting for somebody to get back to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas, for some reason, like, putting on that event, it's more about everything about that event, whether I do it, somebody else does it, or if it's just, yeah. a, um, it's kind of, I don't know if I'm explaining it very well, but it almost, like, becomes too big to be something that I want to keep an OmniFocus. Um. I think that's an interesting point. Um, possibly, you know, the fact that you ha- do have to work with so many other people um, versus your usual projects are basically you and maybe some emails and phone calls where, you know, when I could totally see breaking that out so that you have like sort of a global picture of one big event um, separate from all your other, uh, all of your other projects and responsibilities. I think for people who work with other people all the time, <laughs> like in a big way and delegate stuff and are always managing, you know, they ha- have to figure out, you know, how to best integrate that into their system. They can't always be creating a special project for um, things like that, but you and I have, you know, these occasional things that come up that are bigger than us, and it does make sense to me. Um, did you say you put that into a spreadsheet, or no? I actually tried out an app called Task Paper this oh, past Task year, Paper. Um, and what I liked about it is that it was very easy to like tag and filter mm-hmm. um and it just felt very lightweight compared yeah. to either omnifocus or omni outliner mm-hmm. um and so i think another part of it was just um wanting to start from like a fresh sheet of paper and yep. jot down things as opposed to making a new project in OmniFocus. Um, but again, the uh, looking at the uh, the GTD stuff, um, mm-hmm. 
there's always the notion that having a separate checklist or even having separate, like a separate project plan um, or project support material is not necessarily a bad thing. So it sounds like for this, um, for your trip project, um, mm-hmm. that you are primarily going to be doing or tracking that in OmniFocus. Um, yeah. I find that I track trips. I tend to track them in OmniFocus as well. Yeah, I, I, that's my plan. Um, I think it, it will work. Um, I actually created a folder for the trip because there's many little projects that go with the trip. Um, but um, I want them all together as part of that um, mega project. <laughs> that makes sense. And so in a sense, I mean, even the biggest of projects ends up being a lot of small tasks that you need to do. Um, so in that sense, no matter how grand a project you're doing, it's always going to come down to individual actionable steps. Um, do you find, right. do you find, I think before the show, you mentioned that as opposed to maybe, um, being exactly where you want to be in terms of processing every day-to-day thing that happens, that when mm-hmm. it comes to planning like a bigger thing, like a like a trip like this, that you actually are are really well versed at taking it and breaking it down into all the little things that need to happen. Yes, that's right. And i I work. There's a I, I work um, sequentially for certain things, aspects of a trip like this. Um, so, and my first, uh, question was if I go there, where will I stay? You know, Mm -hmm. um, it's always hard, like with a big trip, you know, trying to balance where will I stay and how will I get there? Because where you stay might depend on how you get there and vice versa. Um, but I knew that I wanted to be, you know, close to the university and, you know, in the, in the center of the city. And so I started looking around on Airbnb and in conjunction with my, my buddy in uh, Slovenia, I had found one and he said, yeah, that is a really awesome place. And I was like, okay, that's my first commitment. Cause if I have this place, then I'll make all the other stuff work, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there was the flight. Um, so I have those two things nailed down. Otherwise I wouldn't be able to say I'm going, <laughs> Um, but everything else, um, is, uh, yeah, like I know I'm going to go early, um, fly over to Munich. I'm not going to fly to Slovenia, but take the train there from Munich and, uh, you know, I'll spend a few days in Munich. So there's a project right there, but I'm not as worried about that because it's only a few days and it's Munich. (laughs) It's, it's a great city that I've lived in before. So I know it. A, a bit. Um, I really do want to do some kind of podcasting workshop or maybe a workshop for app developers, you know, on marketing, something where, you know, I get to meet other people and, you know, bring some skills and that, you know, might be helpful to others. Uh, that's always been part of the traveling that I've done. So, um, so I need a, that's, I'm starting, you know, work on that from ground zero. But uh, on the other hand, (laughs) 
my passport has expired. So I have six months <laughs> to get it reinstated. And I think I can accomplish that. But that's like a classic procrastination problem I have had this year. And, uh, and, and the whole Slovenia trip hinges on that one little thing. So that's very true. Uh, I will, I will, you, you're welcome to uh, nag me about the passport. Um, I will in future episodes. <laughs> Have you gotten your passport application sent in yet, Jean? Not yet, but I have it ready to go, and I have the pictures. I just, yeah, don't ask. I don't know why I haven't dropped it off. And, you know, it's one of those things that's a really dumb thing to let expire, and I was surprised that I had let mine expire. But in my head, because I didn't have a trusted system, I thought it was expiring in the summertime, and it actually expired in January. And then I was kind of like, oh, well, it's expired already. (laughs) So (laughs) no hurry. But there was uh, a thing came up earlier this year. Somebody asked me if I would be willing to go to Germany, like on short notice for, you know, to run some kind of workshop. And I was like, oh, I totally would. And I thought, uh oh, (laughs) I'm going to be one of those people going, you know, for that overnight passport service if if I do get this gig, which I didn't get. So. Gotcha. Um, anyway, yeah. So, I I mean, it, it, I'm just putting it all out there. I can be really organized about some things and get them done when I'm super motivated. But then there's this one thing which I should be super motivated to get done now. Um, I I could have done it any time in the last month because I had the, the photos taken already. Yeah. Well, oh, well. I, I will bug you every episode from now on until you send it in, if that's amenable i'm totally down with that i need that kind of uh um, accountability because otherwise all this making folders and omnifocus for slovenia and side trips nearby is completely pointless and i just have to say the thing that always freaks me out about renewing my passport is how you have to send them your current passport yes and it's like it's gone i maybe i'll get something back who knows? <laughs> well, I think that is part of the problem for me is that just the notion of putting it in the mail um, makes me nervous. So, I mean, of course, you can register mail it and stuff like that, but still, <laughs> yes, I know. Also, yeah. Anyway, it's it, it, I, I'm just find that interesting that you have that same uh, reaction because I always have that reaction giving my passport away and oh well yes i just have to do it in this case at least you're only giving away an expired passport that's true that's true it's not doing me any good right now it's very true (laughs) oh james well i'm excited for your trip and you know i lived in paris on two separate occasions um, for short stints and i did take language classes there um in uh and had that was one of the best things I've ever done, um, and I highly recommend it. Obviously, in your case for this trip, you can't really squeeze that in. But the the great thing about taking a language class um, when you are abroad is you meet all the students from elsewhere abroad who are also not native speakers of that language, and you all can just like chatter away mm-hmm. in the language you're supposed to be learning and butcher it as much as you want to, because nobody is native speaker and you don't feel 
you know too self-conscious about don't, it <laughs> no and then you you know you make new friends you get better in a language and um yes every time i've done this so i've done it a couple of times for french and um for german and for russian and every time i've been like this is just this is how i my peak fun for me and i think i had lost touch with that lately um because i haven't studied any languages in a long time and that Slovenian YouTube channel got me thinking, I like this. I would like to understand what they're saying. Great. Um, and have you anything else for this week, Jean? Or are you going to withhold tips like last time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm good, James. I'm, I'm glad we talked about this because you were right that if we focus only on the drudgery of getting to inbox zero without thinking of the fun of getting to go to Paris or to Ljubljana, then what's the point? Exactly. Um, well, in that case, it's time to wrap up this episode so we can get back to getting things done and getting things we want to happen in our lives to happen. Um, so you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog, we're at the Weekly Review, And on Twitter, at Weekly Review FM. Now, it'd be great if you'd rate or review this podcast. It helps us find new listeners, helps new listeners find us, and we always love getting your feedback. And if you have any fantastic plans um, that you'd like to share with us, feel free to contact us on social media, and um, we might mention you on the show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thanks. You got some things.